the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are looking at the work of the Holy Spirit, uniquely His work as a comforter, here on Times of Refreshing. To say that we need a comforter is to say that we are troubled. We need comforting. And Jesus anticipates this. In fact, he tells his disciples here in John 14 and again in 16 that the comforter will come if he leaves. And that comforter, the Holy Spirit, will provide us the comfort, spiritual, eternal comfort that we desperately need. Welcome to Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Let's catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, shall we? John chapters 14 and 16 on this edition of Times of Refreshing. We have to understand the difference between going through our morning, going through something that's natural, and something that is habitual with us. Any little thing, you don't have to call 10 people. And in those moments, the devil's going to try to tell you, but for us, the spirit of truth is going to cause us to rise at the truth. He's going to bring all things to our remembrance. Saints, we, we have to see that God's going to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Your mind may not even, my, your mind may not even be able to retain everything right now. But in here, there's a settledness. There's a calm. And when you are calm, when you are settled, when you're in a place of a quiet strength, you're able, you're able, now watch this, you're able to perform better under the pressure. You're able to go through it better because now God can access you. He's not having to get through all kinds of habitual stuff. There's a rest within you. He says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither let it be afraid. Skip over to chapter 16, and we're going to look at verse 5 on down, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit more. Look at verse 5. Jesus says this, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper or comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when, the, when he comes, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of the judgment. He says, of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father. And you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judge, Satan. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Somebody say now. 
The thing, that, the thing that's interesting about walking by faith, and quite frankly, the thing that, and I want to say this right, I believe the, the Lord understands my heart when I say this. It's tough living your life not knowing what's coming up ahead, but it's necessary. We walk by faith and not by sight. One of the most beautiful things about, about life when you're walking with God is daily seeing your God active in your life. Seeing him walk you through circumstance and situation. You know, the way that God builds his relationship with us is not just by sitting down on our couch talking to us. And us, you know. He, he, builds, he builds his relationship with us while walking us through life's ups and downs. That's the beauty of walking with God. That, that through it all, he's walking with you. I mean, God... It was 11 days journey from Egypt to the promised land. Jesus, we see, we see the Lord taking them, was 40 years to go through this process. And during this process, God is forging relationship with them. He's developing intimacy while walking with them through life. Jesus takes 12 and he takes the 12 and he says, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He lived with them. They ate together. They, they, they slept together. They walked together. They journeyed. They saw, his, they saw his high times. They saw the low moments. They saw the moments when he was being spit on and, and you know, talked about and people trying to trip him up. They also saw him cast out devils and heal the sick. And bring the gospel to people that needed to hear the word of the Lord. They saw the peaks and the valleys. They saw the tough times. They saw that. And they lived with him. And in living with him, what did it do? It, what did it, do? it forged relationship with them. And for us, it's the same thing. God's, God's walking through life with us. Stop thinking it's just a message or just a, somebody lay hands on you. You know, I got to get this. No, live. Live with God. Live with Him. And watch how God, through it all, begins to, begins to, to, to forge His character and life within you. And He begins to reveal more of His character to you. This is the reason why I love in this verse, He says, I will send Him to you. I'm, Jesus is, has sent the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is here. And He's here to walk with you through life. Don't just... Call on the Lord when you have a problem. Talk to Him every day. Develop an intimacy with the Holy Spirit regardless of what you're doing. Don't leave the Lord in your car when you go to work. Bring Him to your job. Bring Him in your home. Bring Him to the grocery store. What I mean by bring Him, you know He's already there. You know what I'm saying. Allow Him to be involved in what's going on in your life by being aware and conscious of His presence. The Lord, I can talk to you at all times. I'm not limited to this. I'm not, limited to, I'm not limited to hearing from God just in my prayer closet. I can hear from God at all times. That God is with me at all times. And he says, I will send him to you. You're here. You're walking with me. You want to talk to me. You want to comfort me. 
You want to correct me. You want to take me. You want to live. You want us to live our lives. This is the thing, saints. Stop thinking that it's your prayer life. Stop thinking it's just your prayer life that's going to bring you into uh, intimacy with God. It's not just that. Everybody needs to pray. But it's your, it's your life. Don't leave them in the prayer closet. Man, I've been praying all day. I'm seeking God all day. I'm getting to know him all day. God, right now, God, God just allowed that person right there get on my last nerve. So he could see me respond the way he would respond in that moment. Oh, God, you using my employer to perfect me too? Oh, now you, okay, I see what's going on here, Lord. You're really everywhere, huh? Yeah. So you're using everything in my life to make me better? Every circumstance, every moment of trauma even can help me to grow and know you more and to develop more intimacy with you? Even things that are hard to to deal with that God those things you're forging character in me and you are there walking with me through those things too that you're not just in my prayer closet you're not just speaking me to me through my the bible but you're speaking to me through life and you're using life to perfect me God use life to perfect me use it to strengthen me Help me to understand how to respond when people do do things that I don't like. Teach me. And what God does is he provides opportunity for us to respond in the right spirit. Lord, help me to resist the devil. God's not going to take your temptation away. Stop praying. It's not going to happen. What I mean by that is we think that we're going to pray and poof, the devil's just going to leave us all alone. The devil has a, God has, God allows the devil, the the devil comes to try us. And every day, see, I'm going to say this to you. Hear me, saints. You do not have true covenant until there is something in the relationship to try the relationship. God takes Adam and Eve and he says, listen, you guys aren't computers. You got to choose me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this tree right here. And you see that tree? Don't, don't go. Every day that they looked at that tree and they walked by it and did not touch that tree. Every day they confirmed and reaffirmed their covenant with God. It's just like marriage. If you think that you're going to get married and the devil's not going to tempt you to cheat on your spouse, not going to happen. Every day you tell that person that's trying to get together with you on your job to get you to cheat on your spouse or that to do this, that, and the other, or in the street or in the bar or wherever. Every day that you tell that person no, you're reaffirming and affirming your commitment to the covenant that you made with your spouse. Doesn't mean you don't get tempted. It just means that, nah, I love God and I love my wife more than that. Every day you tell the devil no, you're recommitting yourself to God. Every time you say, I'm no, that's God. That's why Joseph, when he was tempted and tested, and God sat back and watched, 
When he ran away from Potiphar's wife, he ran. All he did was further position himself into God's purpose and further, com- fur- further make the commitment that, God, you can put me in the palace and I'll be faithful there too. And that's what God wants to do. Can I have an amen, y'all? That's what God's trying to do in our lives. We got to start telling the devil no and telling the world no. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, he's there with us and he's been sent on a mission to be there with us. And he wants us to be individuals that constantly develop this intimacy with him. So whatever we need to overcome, we have it. Look what he says in verse 8. And when, when, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Part of his ministry in our lives is conviction. Sometimes we go through traumatic situations or going through trauma because this is a self-inflicted deal. Understand this. The Holy Spirit wants to convict us. He wants to convict us and it's part of his ministry so that we won't do the same thing again. It's part of his ministry. He says, of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is just. Conviction is part of his ministry. We have to embrace it, enjoy it, and thank him for that aspect of ministry. Because why? He's trying to turn us so that we can go in the right direction. And that is a healthy thing. He says here now, In verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And this is where I stopped at earlier because, saints, stop thinking as you're walking with God, especially when you go through traumatic situations, that you have to know everything. Let me say this. Some things you're not ready to receive. I know this is the truth. Some things I'm just, some things when I, sometimes when things happen in my life, I don't even ask God. I don't say, why? I don't even say it. I just say, God will let me know. But right now, where I'm at, my mind and my heart, things I'm dealing with, I'm processing, I'm going through this situation. Lord, I just, I don't even want to go there. In ministry, there's things that you're not ready to know yet. In the Word, there's things that God has to prepare our hearts for. God progressively passes out revelation. He does it in this timetable, and he does it because he knows where we're at. People, this is one of the greatest dangers, y'all, is that people allow their curiosity to control them. Now, try, what's that? Why they, why they keep asking me? Why they keep saying that, you know, that you're not supposed to have sex until you get married. I don't, I don't know. Everybody, people are doing it. I don't see anybody falling out or nothing. I think I want to try it, you know. And then people don't realize, and, and, and most of us in this room can attest to this, that it's more than, it's more than just sex. They don't tell you about the soul ties. They don't talk about STDs. You know, the media, they don't, talk about, they don't talk about the heartache and heartbreak and the pain associated with having to deal with decision that your curiosity gets us in. And then, you know, they don't tell you that now once you click one picture of the naked person, now 
you go you could potentially get addicted to it and then now por- now, now pornography is just you know and then then you're watching television they got all this soft porn on there now everybody's naked everybody's talking about and then these kids get addicted can i talk about this and the next thing kids get addicted to all this stuff they don't tell you that the devil is behind all this stuff That sex is good when you do it right according to the way God has designed it. But when you start going down the wrong road, then next thing you know, you have a baby out of wedlock. And then the person don't want to be there. And then you got to take care of the baby by yourself. And then you're trying to work two jobs, five jobs, trying to take care of everything. And then you're struggling. Now your hair falling out. Now you can't can't deal with this. Can I have an amen? Can we talk about life? Can we talk about life in the church? Don't mess around. Don't let your curiosity get the best of you. Do what God says in his word, and he will see you through. Can I have an amen? Some things you're not ready. And so for God, he reveals things over time. We grow into stuff. But then we want to stay within the confines that he's designed so that we mature into things. And then God, and so even when it comes to trauma and different things, Lord, I don't have to know everything. I know one thing, that you are good. And your spirit is there to comfort me and to help me through everything that I go through in life. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says here, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will, he will tell you, he says, things to come. God will guide you. Somebody say guide you. This is important, just like we talked about last week. God wants to take us, and he wants to guide us through life. Sometimes you have to prod your way. We talked about that in the book of Acts, how the apostle Paul and them, how they went through Asia Minor, and the Holy Spirit stopped them. And then he, sometimes through life, we have to see that he's going to guide us. He's going to guide us through those emotions that we deal with when we go through trauma. He's going to guide us through the pitfalls. He's going to help us and he's going to guide us ultimately through life in general. But we have to be individuals that are willing to submit to the guide. Nothing worse than traveling with a person and they're supposed to be the guide and they don't know where they're going. Some of you are looking at your spouse like, "Mm mm-hmm. Thank God for Surrey because you would have got us. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. But, you, you know what I mean, you, it's good to know that the Holy Spirit, He knows exactly where to take us. Amen? But, but the thing is, are we willing to submit to the guide? He knows exactly where to take you in your emotions when you have trauma. Never be afraid to go to that place. He's the guide. He'll guide you through life, but He'll guide you emotionally, physically, and mentally through your moments in life. We have to be willing To go there with God as he's guiding us. He'll guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit, this is part of his mandate. We have to stop and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Guide me through this moment in my life. Help me to navigate through this when I don't understand. I cannot see. And all I have right now is the eyes of faith. Help me. To be in a position where that as I'm going through this, I don't allow anger and rage and bitterness to overtake me. But I allow your peace to be the stabilizing force in my life. I need you to guide me. I don't trust myself, Lord. I don't trust myself now. 
I finally have got to the place and you've helped me get to the place, Lord, where I don't trust me. I don't have it figured out. I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. But Lord, you have them. Guide me. When we get to that place, we're headed to the promised land. But when we still think we've got it figured out, I read that book, Lord. This is what that book said. This is what this person said. No, Lord, help me to hear what you're saying. He said he will guide you into all truth. Then he skips down in verse 14, and we're going to close with this. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus is declaring this today to us. The Holy Spirit's job is to glorify him in your life. His job is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in your highs and in your lows to glorify Jesus Christ, to magnify him. To make sure that when we live our lives, that it's all about Him. When we can get our eyes off of ourselves and start placing them on the Lord, no matter what happens in our life, that's when we've arrived at the place of true victory. The devil wants us to become so self-absorbed, so selfish, that no matter what we go through, it's all about us. But God, I love God, because God... His answer to us arriving at a true place of just peace with him and contentment in life is, that we, is when we can keep our eyes upon him. That's when we arrive to the place of contentment. Contentment isn't just the fulfillment of the stuff that you want. Contentment is getting to a place where, God, my eyes are fixed on you. And I'm so blessed and so your glory has so captivated me. Everything here, it, it just is lost its luster in my view. It's, it's about you. My life is about you. My, my, my family is about you. My vocation is about you. My dreams are about you. That everything becomes more about you than me. Now I've arrived at true freedom. This is what we need. The Holy Spirit's job is to Get your eyes on him to glorify him, to start thinking about him instead of yourself. And the more and more, and the more that we have the Spirit of God working in our life, the more the things that you, the more things that you used to carry and worry about and, and have stress over, they start to lose their power in your life. Because now I'm, down, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I know I got to pay my bills. I know I got to pay my taxes. I know I got to do this. I know I got to do this. But you know what? I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be a blessing doing that. But, man, God is awesome, man. Man, I can't believe that what God, this joy that, that God is doing in my life, that God, his splendor, how God's revealing himself to me. You got to pay your bills? Yeah. But God. Do you go through trauma? Yes. But God. Is it painful? Yeah. Did you cry? Yeah. Did you mourn? Yes. But in my mourning, what, 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 what caused me to get through is I just kept my eyes on God. God saw me through. I didn't lose sight of the fact that he's still God. I didn't turn away from the fact that, that he sent his spirit 
to dwell in me and to rest in me and to give me peace. How long is it going to take for you to get through this trial? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. God said that he will dwell with me and will be in me. And that he will live with me forever. So, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. When we start getting to this place, it's a place of freedom. Man, how are you going to pay this? I don't know how we're going to pay it yet. But, you, but you're still smiling. Because yeah. God. And if, now watch this. The Hebrew said this. But if he doesn't rescue us, you're still going to know that we have not bowed down to worship you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen, y'all? Can we get, can I have an amen? You're still, devil, you're still going to know that God is still my God. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.